Hello, and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. I'm Mark Betancourt. We know that air pollution is bad for the environment, but it's also bad for our health. Very bad. In 2012, 7 million people died as a result of exposure to airborne pollutants, according to the World Health Organization. That's one in eight deaths worldwide. The health costs that result from the burning of fossil fuels, the main source of pollution, are clearly astronomical. But they've only recently been priced. IMF economist Ian Perry and his colleagues completed an exhaustive study of the healthcare costs that come with every gigajoule of fossil fuel combustion. I spoke to Perry earlier, and he suggested taxation might be used to mitigate those effects. But first, I asked him exactly how airborne pollutants kill people and the source of those pollutants. The main problem is the uh, fine particulates, which are uh, small enough to uh, penetrate the lungs and the bloodstream and increase the risk of various heart and lung diseases and uh, strokes. These fine particulates are uh, produced directly when uh, fossil fuels are burned, uh, and they can also be produced indirectly from chemical reactions in the atmosphere involving sulfur dioxide and nitrogen oxide, which are also uh, produced when fuels are burned. So coal tends to be the most polluting fossil fuel, produces uh, the pollution in the biggest amounts, whereas natural gas has relatively modest emissions of these pollutants. And then uh, motor fuels are somewhere in between. Diesel fuel tends to be, um, can be quite uh, polluting, more so than gasoline. When we think of pollution, we usually think of sort of a thick layer of smog over a city, um, but there's also indoor pollution. Yeah, actually, uh, when we talk about indoor pollution, we mainly have in mind poor households in developing countries who uh, don't have access to uh, electricity, and they're burning fuels for uh, cooking and uh, heating in their homes, you know, wood, uh, coal, uh, and so on, often in poorly ventilated stoves, and therefore there's a lot of uh, pollution in the uh, household. And in fact, uh, indoor air pollution kills more people, according to the World Health Organization, than outdoor air pollution. You've actually done the work of boiling down the cost of the health risks uh, to the population of a a given city based on, not not based on per person, but actually per gigajoule of energy produced. Yeah, so we focused largely on the uh, outdoor air pollution. Uh, We tried to uh, quantify the damages from outdoor air pollution for different countries so we could give some sense of how much they should be taxing uh, fossil fuels to take into account uh, those damages. So we, we, we want carbon pricing to be reflecting not only the supply costs uh, in fuel prices, but also the environmental damages. This is obviously not just the direct health impact on the people living near a coal plant. It's, it's also uh, the way the entire planet is being affected. Is the risk of climate change, of global warming, also a health risk to people who are living in, in affected areas when sort of severe weather events happen, that sort of thing? Yes, there's an awful lot of concern about how future climate change may uh, have adverse uh, health effects. And there's a diverse range of risks. I mean, there's, there's the possibility that uh, tropical diseases like malaria might spread. Uh, there's a risk that uh, countries which are heavily dependent on agriculture. If, if 
climate change leads to changes in precipitation patterns. There's a risk that there might be more droughts and uh, famines, and uh, obviously the risk of uh, heat stress in, in certain countries. But the, the, these effects, are, they're, they're very speculative. It's very difficult gauging what health effects will be 30, 40 years from now, because it depends a lot on what happens in, in the meantime. So speaking of ways to mitigate the risks in the meantime, uh, what part of the process needs to change? Yeah, so for uh, indoor air pollution, one of the things we'd recommend is uh, trying to promote more access to uh, the power grid for uh, low-income households. And the idea of connecting them to the grid is that they don't have to burn fuel in their own home, so that that's reducing that indoor pollution. Yeah, exactly. So they would use electricity for their cooking and uh, heating needs rather than burning these very uh, unhealthy fuels. And then outdoor air pollution. There's a lot that, for example, coal plants can do to uh, mitigate emissions at the point of combustion. They can install uh, technologies to capture a lot of the uh, emissions. So we think that it's important to have the right taxes on coal, but also to uh, provide incentives to make sure that plants ha uh, are, are adopting these technologies. Do those work sufficiently? I, I guess if, if all the coal plants in the world had those technologies installed, would that, would that be enough to mitigate the health risks? That would uh, reduce the... Um, health risks quite substantially, wouldn't eliminate them. But there's a range of other behavioral responses that can uh, reduce the health risks. I mean, we want to make sure that there are adequate incentives to shift from coal with high pollution content to coal with low pollution content, to shift from coal to other fuels like natural gas, for people to conserve on the use of uh, electricity and so on. So reflecting uh, the environmental damages uh, into the price of coal promotes all of these different behaviors, all of which uh, help to uh, mitigate the risk. That was IMF economist Ian Perry talking about his research on the health impact of burning fossil fuels and that attacks on those fuels may be the key to protecting people from air pollution. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more like this at www.soundcloud.com forward slash IMF dash podcasts. <laughs>